Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Lake Talks with Sis. We're your hosts, Samana. I'm Inshara. And I'm Sana. So on today's episode, we thought that we would talk a little bit about careers and what happens after university. Yeah, we mostly wanted to talk about life after graduation, um, our university experience, as well as um, what we're going to be doing like going forward. Uh, we do want to provide some tips and experiences that we've had that might be useful, some advice to maybe people who are going into university or people who have already graduated. Yeah, so I think uh, we should just tell you guys a little bit about our own backgrounds and maybe kind of just talk about what university was like for us. Yeah, that's a good idea. Do you want to start it off, Smana? Sure, yeah. So unlike my fellow comrades here, I am actually still in university. Uh, I'm in my final year now, um, but I am doing a double major in English and religion. Yeah, um, I graduated in 2019 and I did my bachelor's of science in biology. And and yeah, now I'm just, you know, living life, working getting by. I finished school in December 2019. I did a specialist in accounting and management and now I'm working full-time. Yeah so as you can see we're all very different in our career and university choices but we can all kind of relate to each other because of you know the university stress and then of course the graduation stress and you know what to do post-graduation as well. Yeah, I think also for me, what's interesting, I'm not sure if you guys really got to experience this. I think maybe you already graduated by then. But um, the whole idea of having school online during COVID, um, I'm fully like, I'm fully in that. That is like my reality now. I'm not sure if you guys faced any of that before you graduate. I don't think so, right? No, that you guys started online school right after I finished. So I didn't have to go through that. I didn't have my graduation, though, because of COVID, which was terrible, but it's fine. Yeah, that's really sad, son. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, you didn't miss that much. It was kind of long and boring, but I guess it's like a memory that you would want to have, right? Did you still get to take your grad photos, though? No, I didn't because my grad photos were scheduled for a week after everything started. So I didn't get to take them. Oh, no. I'm sure your parents are really sad that they couldn't like print it out, blow it up and frame it. I know, but it's okay. So guys, I wanted to ask you like when you um, like, how was your overall university experience? Samana, you talked about your online experience, but prior to that, like what was it like? And then same for you, Santa. Okay, I I would love to share on this uh, and expose myself a little bit. So pretty much my university career has been super rocky up until the end. <laughs> I think these guys know also, like I've always been super against university and like, I never wanted to go to university. I, I just felt like I had to. I definitely, definitely felt that pressure that I had to go to university and I had to get a degree in order to get a proper job. And like, what are people going to think of me if I don't? And what are my parents going to think? So I very, very reluctantly decided to pursue post like post-secondary education. Um, And I was all over the place in the beginning. I really didn't know exactly what I wanted to do other than the fact that I knew I wanted to go into English 
because English is my passion. Like I write a lot of poetry and stuff. And like, that's always where my heart has kind of been. So I knew that I needed to do something with English. I just didn't know exactly what at the time. And for like the University of Toronto, where, where I go to school, it's kind of structured a little bit differently. Like you, you don't necessarily just pick one major. You're picking like either two majors or a major and two minors, or you're specializing in something. So for my first two years, I was kind of like all over the place. I started with a major in uh, English and then another major in drama. And then I had, I dropped drama altogether. And then I had a minor in religion. And then I finally settled on a double major for English and religion. And all throughout that roller coaster, my GPA really suffered in the first two years of university for me. I, I really messed up in my classes and just like mentally, I was checked out. I wasn't there. These guys know, like, they would commend me if I told them I actually showed up to a class, um, you know, and I, that was how, that's how it was for me the first two years. And then after that, kind of everything shifted. And I realized, like, okay, I kind of started to figure out more what I wanted to do. And I realized that I wanted to go into teaching and I wanted to get into the education system, mainly because of how much I was opposed to the way that the education system works. And I wanted to kind of work from the inside and like do what I could to change it per se. So once I kind of figured out that um, teaching is what I wanted to do, um, I kind of had to figure out, okay, okay. So, oh man, like I screwed up in the first two years. Now I'm kind of just having to pull my socks up and trying to get my GPA up. So the the last two years, that's really what I've been focusing on. And some beautiful things came of it. Like I realized that I had a, a newfound passion for like religious studies, um, learning about like different religions and, and things like that. And I really like thrived in that environment. I, you know, for the first time ever in my university career, I was going to class and actively participating and you know just genuinely excited and curious to learn and for the first time I felt like okay I finally found like a place where I belong and like where I can actually excel and do well so yeah um, I'm in my final year now and uh, I'm actually really enjoying my courses now and because I'm enjoying my courses naturally that's propelling me to do well in my courses and actually, um, what I found really beneficial was, uh, you know, really finally interacting with my profs and forming a relationship with them, because I think you guys um, can speak on this more than I can. But I think that it's really important to formulate those uh, relationships for postgrad and like to have them kind of as your support going into that new transition and like having their backing and their recommending you and like using them as your references and things like that so yeah that's where I'm at I'm uh I'm almost done I'm almost at the finish line almost graduating yay you're almost there we're so excited for you (laughs) 
Um, so a little background about me. So I um, did a specialist in accounting. So my university experience has been very steady. That's what I went to university for. That's what I did. I did like my classes and everything. I wish that I spent more time trying to get to know more people in my program um, because I feel like in school, I didn't really talk to people in my program. So I didn't get to like experience those like big groups with like so many people in my classes and everything. But I mean, it was okay. And um, I did have like a favorite accounting prof and he was so, so nice. But I never thought I was like one of those students that like really stand out because I did not talk in class at all. (laughs) Um, But when I did finish school, like right after graduation, he sent me an email and it was a personal email saying like, congratulations, you graduated. If you ever need help finding a job or whatever. And he said like basically I can come to him and he'll help me look for something or like refer me and I was like wow that's crazy because I didn't think you even knew my name like (laughs) so that was kind of cool and now I'm working uh, full-time I'm not working in an accounting job but I am working at a bank and I'm liking it and I am hoping to do my CFA after which is finance related So I kind of did switch up after university, but I mean, I'm excited for it. I mean, I feel like that's what a lot of people do, right? They go into university for one thing and they come out doing something completely different. And I think we should normalize that, that like, it's okay to switch it up and to like, kind of have a career shift. You don't, nothing's set in stone. You can't, it's not like you go to school for this one thing and that's all you can do for the rest of your life. Of course not. And we go to university when we're 18. Like, what do we know at 18? Like, we don't know ourselves. So throughout university, you're growing. And even after, like, say you're done university, you can always go back or you can go to college, you can do something else that, you know, is going to make your life more meaningful. And like, it's going to challenge you. Yeah, like, I can definitely relate to parts of your stories. But I'm definitely the opposite of you, Samana. (laughs) (laughs) I like don't miss my classes unless of course the commute is like long and it's like a one hour class I'm not going to school for one hour but I I like loved my major so much the whole time that I was like always excited to go to class and I would be that person that would like sit in the front and like talk to the prof and just like you know just just be like really into it because I just loved bio and I'm a huge bio nerd and still am um it's one of those things that I can just like learn easily like it doesn't it just comes to me naturally and I think that's why I like gravitate towards it, I think. And yeah, even like the social aspect for me was pretty good. I would say I would give my university experience like an eight out of 10, which I guess wow. is a pretty, it's a good rating. It's a good rating. Um, That's an amazing rating. <laughs> I don't know for me, like I didn't have any like big problems. Like, okay, first year is hard for everyone. So I struggled in that year. But after that, like besides exam stress and like, you know, that grades like keeping your GPA up, like most of it was pretty smooth sailing. And I think I had like a good group of friends and all my props were really good as well. Like all my classes, I like I said, Samana, you can probably relate because you had like three people in your class or 30 people in your class. I literally had a class with like four people and I was one of the four. So it wasn't hard for me to like get to know my profs and <laughs> and just like, and if I didn't show up, they would notice obviously because I was one of the four. But the point is that because it, it was small, I think that's what like led me to actually enjoying the experience. If it was like 
300, 500 people, I don't think I would have enjoyed it this much. Yeah, I think um, just you bringing that up in my final year, third and fourth year, I think for everybody, this kind of happens, your class size kind of condenses and you have smaller class sizes. And that kind of forces you to like know everybody and to engage, you, you don't really have a choice, right? Um, I think that brings up a really interesting point, though. Um, because in person, it's one thing you can't like, hide behind your desk and not participate if you're called upon but like now that everything's been taking on taken on to online platforms like zoom and things like that um it is a little bit easier to get away with not participating so i know for me like in my classes my profs are really struggling because majority of people won't want to turn on their cameras and they just feel like they're talking to a wall because they can't see anybody's face. It's not as interactive. Um, and, you know, it's kind of like this ripple effect. If if nobody turns on their camera, then like nobody's going to be that brave soul and like take the step to like turn their camera on. So it's really interesting right now, the times that we are in because for some classes, I I have one class where nobody ever turns on their camera. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a single person turn on their camera once. But then in like another course, for example, and keep in mind, all these classes are still small. Like, I think the, the biggest class I have is maybe like 12 people. Um, but in another class, everybody's camera is on. So it's just this weird, like, time that we're in and I think it really also comes down to the prof and like how engaging they are and how comfortable they make you feel you know what I mean because that in-person um, effect that that's taken away from you and it's it's really challenging to kind of maneuver and navigate this whole thing now yeah like I get it if I was doing online school I would probably not enjoy myself I would actually hate like doing it even because I think sitting in front of a screen it just doesn't have that same impact you know like being in person you're you can talk to your prof you can talk to people around you but this is just like you're isolated almost even though you have like connection to other people you're pretty much isolated on your own yeah I don't think I would be able to do online classes like that just sounds so terrible (laughs) yeah see that's the thing like we don't have a choice Like we have to just kind of adapt and like go with it. You know what I mean? So it's been pretty challenging, but honestly, like I kind of, there's always pros and cons, right? Like, for example, like the commute, I don't have to commute to go to school anymore. I can just go to class from the comfort of my own home. Um, I think one thing that makes this a lot more inviting is like, you know, you just got to have to like kind of have that vibe. Like I know in like one of my courses, it's all like super chill. You know, people are like eating, they're just like doing their thing. And like, you know, it's just a a safe space. And I think you just really have to establish that. And then people will naturally feel more comfortable. And then that way, you know, maybe more people will start participating and turning on their cameras and things like that. But it's, uh, it's trying times, guys. So like after you guys, so now that we're almost, you're, Samana, you're almost done and we're done already. Did you guys, is this like what you envisioned your 20s to be like or in high school or when you were younger? Did you have other aspirations or other career goals that you were looking towards? So for me, I think um, things kind of panned out a little bit differently than I envisioned for myself even when I was in high school. I knew I always wanted to go into writing and 
you know, um, actually in the beginning when I first started writing and stuff and I was in high school, I thought that I was going to go into journalism. Um, you know, I wanted to write for newspapers and magazines and things like that. And I actually applied for a few journalism programs and I got in and I got into um, this one program I really wanted to get into and it was super competitive. I didn't think I was going to get in and I got in and I actually turned it down because I realized that journalism was like a lot more broad than I realized. And like, there's two major streams in journalism. There's like the written stream and then there's like the reporting stream or like, you know, you're broadcasting the anchors you see on the news. And a lot of these programs that I had applied for were majorly focused on uh, that aspect, which was like anchor and like news anchor and things like that, which is not really what I was interested in. I just wanted to write. And I found that a majority of these programs they were not focused on the writing component nearly as much as like the visual audio component. And so I decided like, I'm not going to be happy doing this. I don't think I'm going to pursue it. So then I just decided to go into English and I had like literally zero intention of wanting to go into teaching and like become like a prof or anything. Um, I just wanted to write, honestly, like, I I was like, I just want to write full time and like write poetry and write books. But obviously, you know, at the time, it wasn't a feasible thing. Um, You know, so many people told me like, I need to have a realistic career goal and do something stable and stuff. So that kind of stuck in my head. And I decided, okay, teaching is always something like I kind of was interested in. A lot of people in my family, they've also, they're into, like, they're in the teaching and academic field, and I would always see them, and I always thought it was really cool what they were doing, and I realized from high school, like, I had a problem with the education system, and instead of complaining about it all the time, like, why not do something about it, and, like, for me, I just thought the best way to do that was from the inside, and, um, I just found that teaching was something that really complemented my passions, which were writing, like writing poetry. Um, And I could actually like build courses around that and like teach the subject that I love. And I thought that was super cool. Um, Also, like from a practical side, teaching um, comes with a lot of time off and research opportunities and things like that. And for me, like my number one thing is writing and like, what career can I choose that will still allow me to write for the maximum amount of time possible. So teaching just kind of fit all the boxes. And, you know, I had time off where I could spend it on writing, I could even facilitate my entire teaching career around what I love to do. And for me, um, one thing that kind of really resonates with me is like this idea of being a mother to the world. And I just want to be able to help as many people as possible. And I feel like my strong suit is in kind of in writing and, and these aspects. And why not share that with other people like on my own journey, you know? Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And yeah, that's that's beautiful, Samana. Thanks, guys. (laughs) So for me, I knew that I wanted to do accounting. Um, When I was in grade 10, I remember I took a grade 11 accounting course. 
because my brother was in accounting and he kind of made me, but I'm really thankful to him because I did the accounting course and I really loved it. And I think that the reason why I loved it so much was because of my teacher. She is the sweetest lady ever. And um, she just like, she just made me love accounting. So I kind of knew that I wanted to do that. And then, you know, I did grade 12 accounting and I liked it. So I'm really happy that I did go into accounting. And even though now, like I'm kind of switching it up and going into finance, I know that I always have that accounting like background to fall back on, if anything. And I'm just, I'm excited to try finance, but like, I love accounting as nerdy as it sounds. <laughs> what about before grade 10? Did you always want to do accounting before grade 10 too? I honestly have no idea what I wanted to do. <laughs> Like I really had no clue. Yeah. (laughs) So I kind of just did that. And I mean, I liked a lot of like the business courses, like marketing and economics. Um, So I knew that business was in my blood. Like I'm a business person. I'm definitely not a science person. (laughs) So I kind of knew that business was my route. So yeah. That's really funny because I'm the opposite. I could never do business, <laughs> even though my whole family is like <laughs> doing business. I could just never. But I mean, it's, it's it definitely has aspects to it that are interesting. And I think it helps to know a lot about other like fields. You know, it's, it's hard because you just get caught up in your own and your major. But I definitely do want to learn more about business and like the arts and everything. Like in my spare time, I feel like I would probably pick up like a book and like read about it or something, you know just to like broaden, mm-hmm. broaden my horizons a little bit. But for me, um, so Inshard, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Santa. I was just, I was just gonna ask you, how do you, do you know what you wanted to do? <laughs> so for me, like kind of like Samana, the longest time, I thought I was gonna be a journalist, I thought I was gonna like travel the world and like make movies and like documentaries and be like, one of those like overseas correspondents, like that's what I wanted to do for the longest time. I just I just wanted to like make stuff, you know, like create things, whether it was like you said, Samana, like writing either newspaper articles or making like movies or just interviewing people and getting to know people around the world. And and that was like what I wanted to do for a long part of my life. But then I realized that this career has a lot of like flaws in it. It's kind of one of those careers that like obviously the pay is not great, but it's also a little bit dangerous Um, journalists get killed all the time and did I want to put myself in a situation where my life would be in danger no although I do love seeking thrill that's not the kind of thrill I want in my life and I also think that with journalism there is a lot of restrictions like you said Samana there isn't that creative freedom that you expect to have because you're usually working for like I don't know a newspaper company or something and there's a lot of censorship and you might not get to say what you want because of I don't know, politics and stuff. So there was was a lot of considerations. And then I also wanted to have like a stable family life and I didn't want to like travel around and not have like a home, like a permanent home. And so those were some considerations I definitely had. And then in grade 12, I took grade 12 bio. So Santa kind of like you. And I just fell in love (laughs) with how like intricate the human body was and how like just how everything worked. Like I had no idea that it was this like intricate and complicated and it's so beautiful. So that's like where my passion for bio started and I knew that in healthcare I would have a stable career and I would get to study bio for the rest of my life which I had no problems with at all because I love bio so much and so because of that that's why I pursued my major 
But then even after my major, I didn't know if I wanted to go into medicine like most people do, or if I wanted to switch it up and become a researcher or something. Uh, and so I think that's the part that I'm still trying to figure out. I'm definitely leaning more towards working with people in a clinical setting and kind of like Samana, you said, like healing people, making their lives better using like my knowledge of medicine. And so that's kind of where I'm at right now. And that's kind of how I know what I want to do as well. So just uh, something you mentioned there is like, you're still kind of trying to figure it out right now. I just want to ask you guys, do you feel that pressure? Like now that you're out of university um, and you're maybe not fully doing what you want to do, like just talk to me a little bit about what it's been like trying to find a job, especially for like millennials right now. I know that's a huge struggle. Like it's people are really scared and panicking as to like how are they going to find a job you know like um it, it it's a scary world out there you know and um I just want to know your insights and your thoughts like how have you kind of gone through that and how are you coping and and processing and like are you hopeful so I'm definitely hopeful um for everyone including myself I know that the job market isn't the best right now because of COVID but I mean, I have a job and it's definitely not related to my field, but it is related to what I mentioned earlier, being a journalist, which is really ironic that I'm coming back to that again. So like in my role, I do get to do a lot of interviews. I get to interview people um, from the church, uh, newcomers, like just a, a whole kind of wide range of people. Again, it's not really related to what I studied in, in university. And I don't know how I even got this job, to be honest, because I have no related skills, <laughs> like knowledge at all. But I think that's just the way it goes. Like you just, I, for me right now, I'm just taking any opportunity I can because I know that they're not common at the moment. So I, I would just recommend that everyone keep an open mind. And even if things don't go according to your plan, like it's not the end of the world. You can always, like, you can always, you can always do something different. You know, it's not going to kill you to to switch your field or to not get your dream job. Like it, it, I think you learn a lot from trying different things. So I would just recommend people keep an open mind. Yeah, I agree. Um, right now it's really, it's really tough to find a job. And especially like because of the whole pandemic, like applying to jobs that, you know, even if you don't meet all the requirements, like say it's your field, but it says that, you know, like French is like recommended for the job. If you don't know French, you can still apply because you never know that maybe like, okay, yeah, they said that that's something that they would prefer, but you never know. They might, you know, just take you in because of your personality. Maybe you have something that they didn't think they needed. So that's one of my tips. So if you, even if you don't meet all the requirements, you should definitely still apply to the job. And I think you like the more jobs you apply to, the better, because, you know, if you apply to one job every couple of days, like that's not going to do it. You need to apply to multiple jobs and, you know, just keep grinding, like keep applying and eventually like you will find something and don't be picky at the moment, you know, like take whatever you can, because whatever experience you have is going to help you in the future. It doesn't matter like what you're doing. There is something that like, that's gonna you you'll be able to put it on your resume and you know it's gonna help you in the future so that's what I think um is really crucial right now and a lot of people don't understand that yeah I think you brought up a really good point I think it is super um overlooked the fact that you should be kind of thinking outside of the box when you are applying to jobs and applying to even uh programs and things like that because 
like for me, for example, now that I'm looking at grad school, I know that my strong suit isn't necessarily my GPA. And I know that like that was terrifying for me. I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to get into any programs. But I realized that like, yeah, as cliche as it sounds, my GPA or my grades, they don't define me. I know that like I have what it takes um, in the real world, like my writing abilities and my skill set. I know that I can offer, offer that. And like, I think you need to kind of get creative and display display your um like your skills in a different way like yeah they may be asking for you to speak french or they may be asking for like a certain gpa but you got to show them that like i'm more than this and i can bring more to the table than just what you want and um i think that's really important people just look at everything kind of black and white and they don't really read between the lines and i think a lot of the times people kind of give up on themselves because they think that they can't meet those requirements or, you know, those job descriptions. But I think you have to give yourself a little bit more credit and showcase what you are good at, you know? And one more thing I want to add is that you should also use resources like LinkedIn or, you know, just reach out to friends or a friend of a friend, you know, there's always somebody you can network with. So that is also really crucial, no matter in what field you are, networking is so important. So you should be talking to people that are in your field or in another field that you're interested in. Just, you know, building your network is so important right now. Yeah, Samana, what you said (laughs) reminded me of a funny story, because when I was applying for my job, they asked me to submit a recent writing sample because it's a writing job and I didn't have that because I hadn't written anything besides like lab reports in my four years of undergrad. So I was like, what do I submit for this? Because I have nothing like, should I submit one of my random like poems or random stories I wrote on my spare time or should I submit like an actual paper? And I was like nervous because I was like, I'm not going to get selected. Like I have nothing to show for writing. And then I remember the psychology paper I wrote (laughs) on um, the effects of cannabis on bipolar disorder or something. And I was like, why didn't I submit this? Because I got like almost 100 on this. So it must have been a good writing example. And then I submitted it. And then the guy was like, this has nothing (laughs) to do with this um, field. Do you have anything else? And I was like, honestly, no, because I'm a STEM major and we don't write. Um, We just write lab reports. (laughs) And he was like, oh, but then I still got the job because I, I told him that I'm passionate about it and I, I love writing. Like, it's not something foreign to me. I would do it if you, like, gave me the opportunity to do it. And he was like, okay, fine. So I think it just shows that, like, you should never doubt your talents or your abilities to do things. And like I said, even if you don't, like, Samana, you said about your master's, like, you didn't know you had the uncertainty. Just do it. You never know. Like, you might get the job. You might get into grad school. It's so unpredictable. You don't know who's reading your application. So definitely always um, apply and like Santa said network with people and try to see like where those opportunities are. So I have a question. Um, So we have all gone through the stress of university. So what do you guys do to deal with that stress? Because I know so many people who are still going through it. And you know, they don't know how to deal with all the stress of university and you know, balancing their social lives. So what are your tips? I think for me, um, a lot of how I deal with the stress is maybe unconventional or whatever. 
Um, I'm going to give myself a shout out here. And I actually have my own, like another podcast. And like, I talk about this, like my first episode is on tips for how to become a better student and things like that. So I talk about like how for me to deal with the stress, like I do a lot of yoga and I do a lot of meditation. Um, and for me, like my day doesn't start until I like finish my practices. So it's always really important for me to make sure that I've done that before I start anything to do with work or studying or school, uh, because I know how much stress that can bring. And I want to walk into that situation as prepared for it as possible and as open and ready to kind of tackle it. And the only way that I feel like I can do that to my best ability is to come in like as the best version of myself and like just fully um, aware of like what I'm about to walk into. And I think it's really important to kind of recognize how you can kind of make your environment conducive to your learning and to, you know, the stresses that you're going through and things like that. So I think it's really important to kind of monitor what information you're taking in. And like, I know a lot of millennials and stuff like to listen to music and things when they study or, or when they're um, going to school or whatever it may be. And I used to be like that too. Like I used to just listen to honestly some trash music. And I realized that I'm going into an environment where I'm supposed to be learning and like my mind is supposed to be as, you know, strong and like at its peak and I'm feeding it like garbage before I walk into that scenario. Is that really conducive? Is that really going to help me? So I kind of just tried to start finding small things that I could do to kind of elevate myself and to like bring myself to a state where I'm most receptive to what I'm about to receive. And so like, instead of listening to like rap music and stuff like that, when I'm going to class or when I'm studying, I like to listen to like Indian classical music or ragas and things that I know will stimulate my my brain and and kind of help me focus. So I think just kind of doing things to bring that state of ease and bring that state of like awareness and consciousness into what you're doing. I think that's that's really important. You know, it's it's more of a, a lifestyle change I think you have to make. Um, it's not just things you do right before you write a test or right before you go in for a job interview. You have to really make it a lifestyle so that you're prepared for these things all the time. Um, I, I agree, Samana. I, I definitely agree with a lot of your tips. And I do like similar things. Like for me, when I wake up in the morning, um, like praying is a huge thing. I do reading a book. Like those are usually two things I'll do to start my day. And then I also think it's important to break up your day. So if you're working like X amount of hours, like take a break in between. I usually take like a one hour or 45 minute break just to like work out exercise to kind of boost my energy level a little bit and then I'll like do another task and I think for me that helps me the most um, I know that doesn't work for everybody else but I think staying active eating like good food eating your favorite food as well those things are what help me relieve my stress um, that's like now and in university as well yeah, I agree. Um, working out really does help relieve stress. So that's something I would do when I was in university. Um, 
working out was a good way as well as spending time with my family and my friends I feel like that also really really helped because not only like you know you're you're doing something else other than studying or whatever but then also like you get to talk to people and you know even if you're stressed you can talk to them about your stress which is also really helpful yeah I think uh, and Shara you brought up a good point about um what you eat and I think especially as a college or university student like you have a tendency to always be getting takeout and be making ramen and instant noodles in your dorm room and you know it's kind of a known thing that students kind of neglect themselves in that sense they're not putting the right things into their bodies and I think that's really damaging Um, I think you really should start to pay attention it all comes back to what I was saying about making that lifestyle change and you will notice like when you start putting the right things into your body the gears just work better you know and uh, you're able to focus more your clarity is enhanced and Um, I think as students, we kind of neglect that aspect. And um, I think we really should just try to encourage that, encourage people to pay attention to what is going into their bodies. Based on all our university experiences, like, would you guys go back and change anything about yours? I think for me, I would have probably just taken it a little bit more seriously in first year because my first year marks are still haunting me till this day. So for people who um, are going to start university, like take it seriously the whole way because it definitely hurts your cumulative GPA at the end and you don't want a bad GPA Um, even because you might have worked like really hard in the last two years but the first two years maybe like weighing you down so I would have definitely um, taken it a little bit more seriously earlier on and I think the second thing I would have done is just like utilize the resources around me a little bit more and by that I mean that so Ryerson like gave us free gym classes and stuff like that in the in my fourth year but I wish I used the gym more often in my first three years like I don't know why I only started going in my fourth year Um, So I definitely feel stupid for not going a little bit earlier because those were free gym days I could have had. And so definitely those are two things I regret not doing. Okay, so I relate back to you and Shara because um, so I went to the University of Toronto Scarborough campus. So we have that like Pan Am Center and I did not go (laughs) like I I was paying for a gym like I don't know why I didn't do it I was paying for a gym membership near my house when I was literally at school 24 7 I could have gone to the gym there and it's so much nicer and they have so many classes like Zumba and everything but I just didn't take advantage of it and I wish I did because the gym is so nice (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing, because they automatically include it in your tuition fee. So you might as well use it. And there's a lot of really like good classes like yoga, Zumba, um, like there's even swimming pools and you can just run and use like different machines. So there's so many things that I could have done, like in my five hour long breaks, I could have visited the gym and worked on myself, but I was too busy eating (laughs) in different restaurants every single day. So eating the wrong foods. (laughs) Yeah, I wish I didn't do that. But honestly, downtown is very tempting and so I don't blame myself too much even though we are not going to school in person we still have to pay those fees we still have to pay for the using the gym and using the facilities and everything and we're not even allowed to go so that's wait why you guys are still paying for it yeah you have to pay because those buildings are still like like they have to pay rent so they're still running so that's why the students have to pay yeah it's pretty messed up what a scam (laughs) school is a scam guys (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I think you guys really nailed it. For me, I think if I could go back and do things differently, I would have done exactly what Inshara said. I would have taken things more seriously in my first two years. I think um, I would have kind of just tried to think ahead, even, even if I didn't know that I wanted to pursue post-grad and stuff. I think one piece of advice I can give to everybody that is in university even if you're not planning on going to grad school, just maintain, like keep an open mind because if you do decide that you want to do it in the future, at least you would have the grades and you have the necessary things that you need. Don't just like try to graduate with the bare minimum because if you do decide in your future that you want to pursue a master's, um, it's going to be a lot more difficult for yourself. So why not just like keep the door open? I think that's what's really important, keeping the door open. Don't close any door. I think also the same thing, like uh, utilizing the resources around me. So only in my final year, third and fourth year, I got involved with like the writing centers and things like that. And like um, realized there's a lot of potential for publishing and things like that. And only in my final year, I I published an interview in like one of the school's papers and these things like don't take them lightly just because you see them around campus and you see them everywhere and they're student run. Um, these things are recognized. They're coming from a recognized institution and to be published in these kinds of papers and stuff, it's very reputable and it's credible. So I think I would have definitely taken advantage of that, like maybe actually become an editor or a writer for one of the papers. Um, I think another big thing is to form relationships with my profs um, outside of the classroom, like just really talk to them because they are mentors, you know, um, and you can learn a lot from them. So I think I would have really focused on building those relationships and using the resources around me. I wouldn't have skipped so many classes. That's I, sh I should have gone to class. <laughs> yeah, I can relate to that too much. I, I can't relate to that. No. Hey, we get it in Shara. You're the good student. Okay. <laughs> Only after first year. Okay. See, but I didn't even listen like after first year. Like, yeah, I should yeah. I should have gone to class. <laughs> I think it's also really important. Um, the people that you surround yourself with, especially if you're going into university like you're going into your first year um this is a really crucial moment for you to decide who you're going to surround yourself with and what kind of influence they're going to have on you i know i kind of I, I screwed up a little bit there and just remember that like you have your own individuality and like just because somebody else is doing something doesn't mean you have to do it um just take it seriously like just you know don't fall into the whole college scene um, I know that's like really difficult, but it, it is really important in the long run, you know? Yeah, I 100% agree. Like for me, if I didn't have the friends that I had, like my friends were even more kind of studious and like very committed to academics. And I think they kind of rubbed off on me. Like if I didn't have that, then I probably wouldn't have been that way either. So it does depend on who you're friends with and what their kind of goals are and how they are because it, it does rub off on you. I agree because my friends made me go to class sometimes. So, you know, like good for them. <laughs> okay, guys, I think that's a wrap for 
our podcast today. Um, do we have any final tips for everyone? Honestly, my tips are just take it seriously. Um, go with the flow. Don't overplan things either. And take courses that you wouldn't. Don't take like the courses that other people are telling you to take. Don't take like bird courses. Take what you want to learn. You know, take courses that you're passionate about, topics that you want to learn about, and just kind of. I don't know, meet people, just just explore every opportunity because it's a once in a lifetime thing. And I think that it's it's something you'll miss a lot when you're when you're done. Yeah, I think what people don't realize is once you enter university, you have so many opportunities to learn things that like you would otherwise never really have access to. And it's like what I said before, like there's so many doors that are open. Don't just walk past them, like take advantage because Because once you walk out of those doors, you know, you're kind of on your own. You have so much resources and help and like access to things that you wouldn't have otherwise. So just take advantage and be aware of what is being offered and take things that are out of your comfort zone or things that you've always wanted to learn about. And like, now's the time. Now is honestly the time to dive in. I agree. And along with everything um, that Samana and Chara have said, also have a social life, you know, meet new people, make new friends, you know, do things that you normally wouldn't do, like go out and get those new experiences. Because once you graduate university, um, you know, life does change, you are officially an adult, and you know, you have all these new responsibilities. So enjoy it while it lasts, because you're not going to be in school forever. And you know, it's just it's a good experience. Overall, being in school is nice. And you just need to like take everything to your advantage. Yeah, fully agree. I feel like this is such a cathartic experience. <laughs> Talking about all of these things, it felt really nice to kind of just get everything out in the open and just like talk it through and like, you know, kind of going through our own trials and tribulations and hoping that, you know, we can help somebody else prevent them from making the same mistakes we did or just kind of broaden their horizons and you know prepare them a little more make them a little bit more excited about what's to come because university can be a very exciting time it's just up to you to decide whether it will be or it won't be yeah that's absolutely true Samana and with that being said we are gonna sign off now yeah we'll talk to you guys next week and also if you guys have any suggestions of what you want us to talk about any topics of interest please do let us know and Make sure you follow us on our, our socials. You can follow us on Instagram at Lake Talks with Sis. Um, we post snippets on there and, you know, we'll, we'll have some polls asking about maybe topics that you might be interested in. And you can also follow us on TikTok. We are now officially on TikTok. <laughs> TikTok's great. <laughs> but other than that, I think um, I think that's a wrap for today. So we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. 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 Bye.